0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back on the Oz Network to The Amazing Race season 30, episode. I don't know why I never. I always have the episode. I even told you before we started this. I got to get my episode title. Um, episode number six, leg number 14, or something like that. With all these double episodes, all's fair in love and war. Um, boy, these episode titles are more disappointing every week when we see how. Uh, um, how much of a tease they are for what we're not getting drama wise on this season. But we are here to talk about the now third to last episode of the Amazing Race in the shortest and at the same time feeling like the longest season ever. My name is Colin and yeah <laughs> Baba.
1: And I'm Rossi and Passi Pano Kane Panazo.
0: Which we throw into Google Translate and I believe it comes out as The Claws Are Out, All's Fair in Love and War Uh, Or
1: some really awful insult about your mother and something (laughs) else
0: I'll let you start here because I'm interested to hear any opinions uh, I stayed pretty much clear of any opinions this week people had on this episode um, And I'm kind of glad now Uh, What did you think about this episode or this double episode, the Zimbabwe double shot
1: uh, it, it was pretty good. I was, I was enjoying it. I thought there was a lot of drama, but not in, in terms of like, not from manufactured drama, like race stuff, but just in general, like, oh, they're missing this. They're like here's the clue and here's this and stuff like that. And the troubles with the tasks and all that. I thought that was good stuff. I don't, not really into the politics of the U-turn and stuff like that, but I thought overall I, th- I was enjoying it. I think there was some issues mechanically with the race, but Otherwise, I was enjoy- I enjoyed it.
0: Um, all right, so we're going to completely disagree this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go as far as say this is the worst episode of The Amazing Race ever, but it was without a doubt the most frustrating episode ever of The Amazing Race. I didn't like the partner swap thing the way it worked out. Uh, I felt like this whole two-hour thing just dragged and dragged and dragged. I mean, I was almost ready to fall asleep through the second half of this episode. And... I don't think the challenges really gave anything to this episode. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the difference between the challenges for the most part. I think the only thing that really saved it this week was the location itself in Zimbabwe, everything else. And you mentioned like the politics with the U-turn. I don't even think it was just the politics of the U-turn. I feel like at this point, every person on this cast has gone from being just non-existent as far as drama goes to over dramatizing the littlest things. And it's just getting kind of annoying to watch these people. Um, Yeah, I kind of borderline hated this episode.
1: You're not a fan.
0: (laughs) Well, if this is what it takes to be a fan, to love the partner swap, then I'm out. You're the host of the Oz Network Amazing Race starting next season. Woo! Do we want to cover this blow-by-blow here, or do we just want to start with the partner swap right away? Because that's basically the episode. Let's just start with the twist, the partner swap, okay? That basically, it's going to cover the whole first half of the episode here. So they go to Zimbabwe, we have uh, another quote from Brittany here, All's Fair in Love and War. I don't remember who picked who was going to quote these this week. Uh, another drop of Jessica gave us the wrong information, which oh, I'm getting so frustrated with hearing this every single week, uh, especially with the way everything played out later in this episode. Uh, I did love the first thing, time I've ever caught that Cody and Jessica referred to them as ocean spray here. And I I was going to rewind it. I just didn't have time to do it because I had to finish this before we started recording here. Uh, but they did refer to them as Ocean Spray multiple times here, and I think they actually think that's their name. Uh, very long trip, 30 hours so he gets to Zimbabwe. They get there. They have to build a tent. Oh, boy. And boy, did teams struggle with this, and the order would determine something later on the race. So 4 a.m. wake-up call. Here's the fun thing in the episode. 4 a.m., Phil comes in, banging on a pot. Everybody wake up. This... Can
1: I get this? Is there a fee? Do I have to charge Phil to come wake me up every morning? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want an app where Phil just does this. Like, like you know, there's. Have you heard about that Rock app with the Rock, where your alarm clock is just him throwing insults at you in the morning?
1: Oh, that would be great with Phil. You know, inspirational quotes.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're team number one. Um, I'm sorry, you've incurred a three minute penalty for hitting the snooze button. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's develop. No, oh, no, you don't want a penalty. I'm gonna I'm... when you're
1: hitting. You gotta hit the snooze button, like let's... you gotta. Don't be rewarded for hitting the snooze button. you got to set more alarms.
0: The snooze button is a penalty, though. (laughs) You're now running late. I don't know. I'm going to edit that all out of the episode because uh, I feel like we can make a million dollars there. Okay, so the whole wake-up call leads to, hey, guess what? We're trying a not a partner swap. We are trying a hashtag partner swap. Um, (laughs) As every time (laughs) it's displayed on TV, it, it shows the team names and then it shows hashtag partner swap. Um, so we get that they were trying to get this thing trending. Uh, I would love to go back and read
1: <laughs> it broke the internet
0: They broke the internet with hashtag partner swap. Um, I'm really interested to hear I don't know if you've read any fan reactions. I kind of w- wanted to wait and see this myself first. But I just think this was a disaster. I mean, it, it, it it's kind of a fun idea in theory, but None of it was relevant in this episode because they all just sort of ended up in their own positions. And it really complicates, you know, for teams that get eliminated later on where it's like, well, I had no control over who I was paired up with. You know, if you're eliminated, are you eliminated because of you or are you eliminated because of the partner you swapped with? The fact they had to wait for their partners just and then it was not elimination anyway. So, I mean, we were debating last week about how there was no way this really could work regardless of what rules they came up with. I I just think it's a disaster. I, I can't see any way that this will ever come back because it just led to a meaningless first half of the episode where nothing even ended up the way we wanted. I mean, people got to choose their partners and everybody was pretty happy with it. We wanted to see Jessica and Brittany on a team together and we didn't get anything like that.
1: Yeah, there was definitely a lot that could have been done to change the way that it worked out. I was a little surprised that it was pick... Like, the one team gets to pick, and then they, the next team gets to pick, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I think also it doesn't help that there was only, what, 16? So yeah. there was only three swaps that were really happening. Uh, but the main thing that I thought would have made it a little bit better was that instead of doing the partner swap at the end of the leg, that they should have done the continue racing, which they were doing anyway. But, like, at some point in the next leg, have a point where you stop
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you have to wait then for their partner. Yeah. So that, you know, say the twins and Henry and Evan were farther ahead, they could just swap ahead and then you'd have like Cody and Jessica maybe waiting or someone like that waiting. And I thought that that would have been better instead of at the, at the, side. I just thought it was a weird choice. I would have preferred some sort of better management of that. But I didn't hate the twist as much. Like itself I thought it was an interesting idea. Obviously the at no um until further notice really doesn't <laughs> matter because it's literally until the end of the episode. Yeah. It's like uh, what?
0: And well here's the other thing and I'm not I don't want to fault the producers for this because they're doing what they can to try to make this season interesting because I think they wanted this whole, it's the most competitive season ever, but unfortunately they cast a bunch of people who are just far too nice. And even the nasty side we're seeing coming out of people, there's just no logic behind it, and it's kind of annoying to watch them try to not be nice. But they wanted this to mix things up, and I think they reached the halfway point, and they're like, we had this little bit of drama, and nobody's really screaming at each other, and nobody's angry, there's no revenge schemes or anything like that. And it almost to me feels like Survivor Thailand, you know? They had this idea for uh let's do a um, uh, w- w- was it not like a tribe? Yeah, who wants to t- switch the tribe? Uh, you wouldn't call a tribe swap. What would you call what they offered the, the first mut- mutiny? Yeah, the first mutiny. So they offered that, and then it's like nobody wants to take it. And unfortunately, they had to keep that in the show because it was their attempt to mix things up. But nobody played into it. But they had to keep it in there because of stuff that happened later on. Where you know, Shean, hey, she probably should have taken it. You know, but here on Amazing Race is different because everything affects the game. So you can't just edit this out later on because it simply didn't work. And they're trying to inject drama into the show. And it's just this cast they have just doesn't want any part of it. And the perfect example we're going to get later in this episode, I'll just kind of jump to the end of it now, is not helping people. Now, the big deal is made about Jessica, the fact that she does continue to help people, but she just keeps back key information so she has at least an advantage over people she's helping, which is still more helpful than doing nothing at all. And here, uh, Evan, I think, is it Evan or Henry? I can't tell. Um, the blonde, <laughs> the, the blonde of Henry and Evan, and I don't mean the twins, but the real Henry and Evan, uh, decides to say, oh, oh do you guys want to work on this together? She, well, let's see how we go first. And that becomes the big drama of the episode, which all of a sudden Jessica looks like a hypocrite, but at the same time, everybody's looking stupid because this is the exact same strategy Jessica used last week. It's just simply saying, you know what, we'll work together if I need it, but I'm going to try this on my own. And it's not her fault they got through it really quickly. It's just there was no drama in this episode. and uh, Letting them choose the teams, I think, is the biggest issue. What if it had been something where the first place one gets to determine you know, which other team is paired up. But then that means they can't choose. Like, let's say it was Cody and Jessica was first, right? Yes. Okay, so Cody and Jessica says, you can determine any two other teams to swap places. And then they say, okay, we're going to force Ocean Spray to team up with Team Yale and... Then the twist is, is that whatever team, you know, uh, they, they picked, those get to say, okay, well, now we get to determine of the ones left. This is who Cody and Jessica get to be with, and the other teams are just decided by default. Then you at least have these combinations that aren't going to work. But the only thing we got out of the teams not working together was one quick moment of Christy. And Jessica later saying on, I don't think that we complimented each other. Just that the things we're strong at, we're both strong at. And the things we're weak at, we're both weak at. And that's the only drama we had in this. It's just, uh, none, none of it worked for me. I'm sorry.
1: I think it's hard because there's an added element of you want to... If you get a pick, you want to pick the best one. Yeah. Like we have to look back at... um Ah, what's the, 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 the randoms. Kelsey and
0: Joey, I remember the name you didn't?
1: No, the, uh, the season with all the strange people, the new people, the singles.
0: Oh, the singles, 26.
1: No, the, like, where you were, you were alone, you didn't know anyone.
0: (laughs) The last season, 29?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Like, so obviously, like, the first pick, Seth picks Olive, the second, like, person in line, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's. Like you're obviously gonna wanna pick the person you perceive to be the best. So like, that's why people at the end wouldn't pick people at the end, etc., etc. So, obviously, it makes sense that you wanna you pick someone. Obviously, it's hard to determine. It's more difficult to determine on episode one, hour one, than it is six legs, eight legs, whatever legs we're in now. So, I can see that it's not it's not a twist set up for the most amount of drama. I just think it's something that complicates it because you. I think it was interesting to see certain teams like really flounder. I think I, Jessica and the uh, blonde lady. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that there is a little bit to it. I don't think it's a waste of an idea. I think it could be improved.
0: It was wasted in this like, episode like, though.
1: A bit, but I think that it can be just something good. Like I, the first mutiny in survivor was awful. No one chuck it. Yeah. But after a while, some people took the mutiny. It's become a, a twist that people have used and used successfully and thought of, I mean, they it win, but you know, it, it's something that they can use to their advantage. And I think that this could be something interesting, well, maybe sooner in the episode the season. Yeah. Not like, you know, final five, like that's a little bit rough, but and something I, sooner, maybe final eight or something, you know,
0: I agree with you to a certain extent, because I, I do think that there could be potential for this, but I'm still struggling to figure out how it could be worked in, while actually not making it unfair to the team that eventually gets eliminated. And the only way for that to work is for it to be in a non-elimination episode. And here was the problem with it. We knew with 10 minutes left in this episode, 10 full minutes left in this episode, that this was non-elimination. So suddenly when you have the first two teams check in, it's like, oh, you need to wait for your partners. And they get there. It's like, now you can just continue racing and you're back to your original teams. Now we have to wait another 10 minutes for the, all the other teams to finish their dramatic, which really the challenges in this did not help, that it was just boring. Search the woods and then point on a map where you found something. And then the driving, I mean, the only thing we got was... The, the environment looks cool, don't get me wrong, but it's not like we had a rhinoceros, you know, ride or something. Like, if they had to ride a rhinoceros across the uh, Zimbabwe, that would have been cool. But then the car is getting stuck in the mud, okay, it's kind of entertaining. But we spent, you know... of this episode, uh, 25% of this episode, and you're looking at without commercials, just waiting for teams to check in to be told the race is continuing, you're back to your original partners. And then we're just reset right from the beginning. And then the second part of that being, because it was basically the same location, as much as I like the look of Zimbabwe, this was just one leg. And by the time the first hour was over, I was just done. I didn't want to watch the rest of it.
1: I mean, the second leg was a lot better in my opinion and I was really I was getting really into the second one so I was kind of picking up momentum yeah I agree the first leg was a lot worse than the second but I was definitely picking up momentum
0: but had you watched this as two separate episodes don't you feel that that second one would have been more enjoyable if you hadn't had to sit through 10 minutes of waiting to get to that where it was completely anticlimactic I mean I feel like I'm okay with non-elimination legs, but when it's non-elimination and you know it's not elimination you're like, I got two hours to get through of the amazing race. They're not changing countries. They're not really changing challenges that much. And you're being told 10 minutes before that halfway point, hey, just sit around and wait because you know, we're going to do something new in a few minutes. I think that's too much. I would have been okay with this as two separate episodes, but that's the other problem that I had was just as one episode, it just it, it dragged for me.
1: There's no way they could have done this in one, though, because if you get the first like is one, then you're spending 20, the last 20 minutes of the episode for no result.
0: Well, but the way that because
1: they Because did... Jessica and or not Jessica and Cody, uh, Cody and other women <laughs> were there. I don't know the difference between the two of them. They were there. And then they're like, you gotta wait for your partner. And then the other team shows up and then they get their partner is there. And then you realize, oh, it's not a non-elimination. It's a keep racing. So if that was to end when Jessica and other women got there, then it would have been completely a waste of like 20 minutes. Cause then you'd have been like, Oh, well, I'm just sitting here waiting for nothing. And it's like, next episode, we're going 20 feet that way, 20 feet this way. It's like. But there was no build up, to you, anything.
0: You can edit around that. And I, I think it wasn't even that long ago where they did the first continue racing and it wasn't, oh, this is a non-elimination leg. It was like kind of fool the audience. And the way that they did it was they had the teams check in and say, Hey, you're the first team to arrive, and they just make it really brief, and then they cut to know, you're the second team to arrive. And it was only when that last team checked in, they're like, Well, guess what? You're not eliminated. This leg is still going. Move, move, get out of here. You could have done it like that, so that you're not waiting for that last ten minutes. Just come on, get on with it.
1: I think it was. I think they handled it pretty well, considering what they were given from the racers.
0: No, oh, and again, I'm not faulting the show as much as I'm faulting. It's just, and I and I like the cast. The cast is likable. Yeah. This, this doesn't is, sound like. Well, it's it's a weird season because this cast is likable, but they're not giving us what we expect out of the Amazing Race. It would be like sitting down for i mean let's let's take um survivors australian outback okay survivor australian outback's a fine season but when you rewatch it now in the context of all the survivor seasons what made australian outback was the drama that happened if you didn't have scoopin falling in a fire if you didn't have him killing a pig if you didn't have just jerry on there in general uh and you didn't have the whole, you know, uh, thing with the, the, the not the rock, um, the the tie vote with Kimmy giving away, little things like that. The season itself, the game is boring. And the one of the reasons the game itself is boring, I know every fan out there thinks Australia Notepad is the greatest season ever. And I'm, I'm with you because I think it's one of my favorite seasons, but it's, you don't watch it now and think, what a great game. You watch it now and say, hey, this is an interesting season because of all the incredible things that happen. A flood, a pig, you know, a, a guy falling in a fire. But if you take the drama that just happened organically away from Australian Outback, it is a boring game because everybody was so nice and so likable. You didn't have a lot of people to hate. And I like these people. I like this cast. They are likable, but they're not what I expect in Amazing Race. And the other problem with that being is that we're not getting, you know, Mike Scoopin falling in a fire here. Maybe if Cody falls into a fire and Jessica kills a pig and... Uh, Jerry Manthe comes on as a surprise guest for a few episodes. I'll enjoy it more. But do you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, the the cast is fine. It's just, it's not Amazing Race right now.
1: Yeah. You know, a a big scandal is going to come out soon with one of them housing inappropriate pornography in their basement.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, It's probably going to be well hung. Uh, (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Well, come on, their team name. Uh, Did you like the ocean spray thing or did you even catch that? Yes. Yeah, because we have to... I think it was an that.
1: insult more of a, than a comp than a mistake on the name. But.
0: I, when I got to the, the second half of the episode, I definitely thought that. But the first half when they said Ocean Spray, I thought they just legitimately thought that. Because they're also calling them like Team X Games. And we know they're like Team Extreme or whatever. But uh, yeah, I thought at first they're just mixing up the names. And, you know, it's kind of funny to me. Um, the only other things I really caught in this first episode was like when they did swap the teams. Brittany... Uh, when she was asked, you know, why um, did she pick Alex and Connor? And she's like, you know, I kind of wanted to have a little bit of muscle for a change. <laughs> and then uh, Lucas is like, what? What? What's wrong with me? It wasn't the way she meant it, of course, because she was too nice to actually play up on it and make a joke out of it or whatever. Um, and, you know, we have to have this. The Alex and Connor semi-douchey line of the week again the problem with this cast we can't even go full-fledged douche bro team we have to have oh it's not really intentional so they're forgiven but connor getting stuck in the mud and he of course he had to as we've seen all season every time they do well at something they have to remind everybody we have never done this before every time they fail at something hey you got to forgive us we've never done this before here he gets stuck. they finally have a driving challenge he gets stuck and he has to turn to the camera and say this isn't my kind of driving so, still too nice to really be a douchebro team, but I had to chuck it in there because it still fits the criteria for what uh, we're identifying with the, them this season.
1: But that scene was so funny, though, when he's just like,
0: Should I get out of the car? And then he just
1: sits <laughs> in the car the entire time while um, the Yale and the twin are like getting out, exchanging it, like doing it together. It was just like, I just thought it was so funny that he's like, Come on, you can do it. I'll just sit here or come on. Like, it's just too funny.
0: I literally have four notes in this, um, first half of the episode here that does not have to do with the partner swap or is post partner swap. Um, I have, all right, give it to me. All right. So here we go. Um, it's good to get a little bit of muscle. Uh, Brittany taught me how to row. Uh, I thought that was funny when he's like, I mean, paddle, like he, he didn't know whether it was rowing or paddling. <laughs> Um, that would
1: have come in handy before that boat <laughs> challenge earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I have Connor saying, this isn't my kind of driving. Uh, oh, sorry, I have five notes. I have the instant replay. It's like, if anybody actually made it out of here without <laughs> getting stuck, I want to see it on in an instant replay. And then instant replay, that was pretty good. And then uh, when Jen and Jessica got into the uh, the vehicle and they're like, can you guys drive a stick shift? And they just look at each other. They shake their heads no, and they're like, we're changing detours. It wasn't even like, not even a pause. Not even should we change detours. Like, Can you drive a stick shift? We're out of here changing detours. Um, so five notes for the entire episode post partner swap. Anything I'm missing here?
1: Um, I want to talk. Are we just going to skip to the next episode after this?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the same episode, second leg, I guess.
1: Yeah. Okay. So then I want to reference the argument or the conflict between the girls and Evan. Oh, yeah. Cause that's going to come up later in the, in the episode half, yeah. or at least be referenced later in the episode and I don't get where this is coming from of like well how dare she not you know Evan's not a team player <laughs> like what well I, I was so I mean, angry like I was I could not explain to people how people are like well they just got there let's work it together One, like how is it bad or mean or unkind or rude of Evan, to be like, let's try it, yeah, and then we'll figure it out. It's not, uh, Jessica, you did that last episode with, let me try this word puzzle, and then I'll let you know.
0: Well, y- yes and no. This is going to sound like I'm just defending Jessica for the sake of defending you are Jessica.
1: because I don't want to hear it. No, I don't no, no it.
0: just bear with me here. I'm a good debater. Just watch. I should be on Team Yale here. Um, so, looking at it from Jessica's point of view. She did help more last week. And this is why it frustrates me where people are Jessica's a villain because of what she did. She was still helping them. They collected all the words together. She just held back the one key word so that she could make sure, okay, if we're going to get out of here, I need to make sure I'm at least one minute ahead. And when you look at the fact, like they were second last last week, right? Yep. Yeah. So had she not done that, they may have been eliminated. Uh, So you can't really fault her, especially considering she did help. They worked together on there. So from Jessica's point of view, when she says at first, you know, she's not a team player, I'm with her because I'm not saying that it's a problem that Henry or Yale or Evan or whatever is not a team player. But Jessica is the type where she's like, if I'm going to hold something back from another team, I'm still going to be helping them. I'm just going to make sure I have a slight advantage. Whereas... Uh, Evan was saying, um, you know, oh, I'm not going to work together at all. I'll work together if we really struggle. So from that but that's point... that's
1: a smart strategy. Why is. would you give away your... Co- like, why would you say... Why would you play a game of poker with someone, tell them your hand, and then work... Like, and then play the game. It is would. a smart
0: strategy, but... If Jessica has proven that she is always willing to work with another team, but she's smart enough, because it was a smart strategy on Jessica's part too, work with the other teams, but just hold back one key piece of information, they'll give you a one-minute advantage, even if it's just one minute. So for somebody who says, I'm willing to go 90% of the way in helping another team, but hold back 10, for somebody who says, I'm going to hold back 100%, that wouldn't be being a team player. Because for Jessica, she's like, I would at least work with a team. And I'm not faulting either of them. I mean, do whatever strategy gets ahead. I think both are brilliant strategies. I would go in there first myself and say, I will try it once myself. And if I fail, I'll work with somebody, which is what they did. They got it on the first try. So smart strategy on their part. But if I was failing at something, I would also say, let's work together. But I would hold back that key piece of information. They both were fair in what they did. It's just the fact that this is what happens in Amazing Race. When somebody doesn't get helped... They freak out. We see it later on where Henry and Evan are asking for help. And uh, I think it was Jen who actually did help them. And it's like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. And again, she probably shouldn't have. But yeah, it's just everybody wants to take a side here. And nobody's realizing that there's nothing wrong with what either team has done.
1: I just didn't really like that she had an attitude about it.
0: It did get annoying in the second episode.
1: And then she was like, am I allowed to punch Evan or no? Yeah, that was a bit much. I was like, that is so annoying. You can't. Like fault her for doing the exact same thing you did earlier in the season,
0: but it's like, also equally annoying to hear Brittany constantly be like, "She held back information while she was helping us. She hid the gnome on well, me." Well, I'm not and, talking about Brittany. No, no, I'm saying that I'm saying that both sides. It's, it's it's it seems like people want to just pick a person who is a villain and then say, "Well, because Jessica did it first, she's the villain." And, you know, Evan is fine or whatever. Uh, And again, I haven't read fans. I just, I automatically know this is the way people think. Um, There's nothing wrong with either side, as I said. It's just, it's annoying to say, uh, yeah, Jessica was doing this to us. Just like it's annoying to say, oh, well, Evan, I want to punch her in the face. Like, both to me are annoying. I'm just, I'm done with these people who are way too nice to actually just really go at it you know, say one or two things to the camera, and then the rest of the time be like, let's everybody help each other.
1: Yeah, I don't know where this team spirit mantra came in. Because I don't think we've ever really seen that. Like, we've seen teams help each other. Mm -hmm. And it worked out well for uh, Yale and the Twins because they had experience doing that. Yeah. They pointed out in the previously on. So I think that it helps. But I mean... this isn't the family edition. Yeah. <laughs> There's no big teams here. Uh, yeah. And then I wanted to say one other thing real quick. I thought it was really stupid that none of the teams played this like an intersection where the, the four teams work together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I don't, none of the teams did this, the same thing. Like if I was Cody and woman, I would have joined Jessica and woman, and woman right away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forget the name. So Christy and Jen are now officially going to be woman and other woman for the rest of the season. Racer
1: 1 and Racer 2, yes, <laughs> as they were referred to later in the episode.
0: No, that's the I other thing I was... I agree with you on. That's another reason. That was so stupid. It's another reason why this failed. And again, trial and error, maybe eventually we'll get a good mutiny thing with uh, this. But that's the other problem I had, was that if you're going to try something new in a season, don't try six or seven new things. Uh, they had the head-to-head. They had this. If both of them fail, the season just looks bad. And yeah, I get, you're just trying things, but just little bits at a time. We're halfway through the season and they've done a whole bunch of new things. Uh, But that was the first thing that was frustrating me is I'm like, this is set up so you can work strategy. Yes, you have partner swaps, but work with the ones on your other team and you're guaranteed the, the, you know, they're not going to... You should think You're logically. You're they... not
1: going to get to the finish line with another person. Yeah, raster.
0: it's not going to be like, well, sorry, Cody and woman. Uh, you were the last <laughs> team, but woman and Jessica are ahead of you, so we're going to let them continue to race together. Like, it just baffles me. Nobody tried to just work like, together. Can you imagine, like...
1: Um... Henry and Daniel, you're the winners of the amazing race.
0: Well, no, no, it's just Henry and Evan and Henry and Evan. There is no Daniel on this race. Alright. They did come up or with like, their team name, right? Like they said uh Evan Annuel and uh, uh uh Danvin or something like that.
1: What was it? Uh something flannel they said too. <laughs> I forget that like educated flannel or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway. I mean we've talked a lot more on this than I actually wanted to talk about, but it's a, it's a good conversation, thank you, rossi. but um, well, we're second...
1: talking about game mechanics, not the the poor leg yeah
0: exactly uh, the second half of the episode, I will agree this would be better if I had patience for it after that first half was over.' You're so impatient man. there well there there were a few things that I was impatient with on this um, it i don't know like why... everything we have these episodes, and I almost sometimes feel like the complaining fan who always just needs that exact perfect balance because. I'll complain if we have too many tasks. I remember, I think it was season 25. um, Let's say season 25 through season 27 all had like, here's six tasks per week. And you only spend 10 minutes on each, you know, like the teams are legitimately spending 10 minutes, which amounts to one minute of screen time. And it feels like we're not getting anything that's challenging because people just breeze through it because they have too much on there. Then you have something like this where there's too little going on as far as the challenges go. And I feel like if they had broken this up and maybe done a roadblock, it wouldn't have just felt like it dragged so much for me. Because uh, this was just, do you want to do the sing-along? Do you want to uh, do the delivery thing? Like, It was just too much. All the challenges just seemed to go on way too long for me. And I think that's the other problem of you're just driving to the next location Cause here's the thing, not only were they driving to the next location, so this episode was technically the challenges were starting earlier in the episode than they normally do, because we don't have all the driving drama, but the previous episode it ended early. It wasn't just we don't have a preview for next week, we don't have end credits. It still, on top of that, ended early. So they had like more than an hour to fill for this second half of the episode, and with too few challenges, I feel, I was just I was getting really bored with each one. I mean, the one that I found the most entertaining was just the the delivery one of carrying the packages. And that's just because I love seeing people get lost. And I also thought the structure looked ridiculously, uh, almost hypnotically like a labyrinth. It, it was just, it was a giant maze and it was fascinating to look at and to think, well, how would you actually make your way around in there? But I don't know. I didn't really love any of the challenges in this episode. I didn't mind them, but I didn't love them. The, the ones in the first half were definitely worse, though. I'll give you that.
1: The first leg was pretty... Second leg was too hard. Too many problems. Zimbabwe, never go there amazing race.
0: And if you're going to go there, let somebody ride a rhinoceros or a hippo.
1: Yeah, next. I was waiting for like Ethan Zahn or Lex to show up (laughs) at one of these points.
0: Bartering their goats, getting runs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would have loved to see them show up. Cameo.
0: And, like, rolling a tire for half a mile? I mean, we have the metric system here in Canada and everywhere else in the world, um, but half a mile, I don't know. What's the distance? Do you know the conversion to kilometers?
1: Um,
0: I'll look it no. up. Um, 0.8 kilometers, so 800 meters. Yeah, I mean, if you're rolling a tire, uh, I guess that would take a while, but in this episode, it was pretty boring, so we didn't really get any drama out of that. I don't know, it was... The singing so was kind of funny, though.
1: The guy's missing the entire store and then putting their tr- their tires in some random guy's truck.
0: <laughs> but, I don't know, the episode just...
1: You're just a hater, Colin.
0: Uh, no, there are things that I enjoyed about it, it's just that it wasn't enough for me to ever want to watch this episode again, so you can kind of get where I'm going with my ranking. I know where you're ranking it. And And mm-hmm. here's the other thing, the U-turn. So... This is not a mistake I can blame on. They're just trying something new or this is the cast. They had the teams finish the previous leg in a way where they were going to be scattered, but it was always going to be a few teams all even at the front because when two teams check in, two teams check in, which means they're both leaving at the same time. And when you're down to the final two teams that you have to wait on your partners to come in, two teams are at the bottom. It was logic from the beginning that you're going to U-turn... The, the bottom teams are the ones that are behind you, and it also was logic, it should have been logic on the producer's part, that whoever gets U-turned is going to be dead even anyways, so this is not really going to provide any drama, I think a double U-turn should be used where one person gets U-turned, and then the other one sees their U-turn, they're like, well we have to even the odds, who can we actually use this against where we have a chance, and... The other part being I just didn't care for the Twins. So, I mean, this this came down to two U-turn teams and neither was going home, and the one that went home I wasn't that unhappy with.
1: I do think, yes, they should have thought about all the outcomes, but it's hard to say for the way that they checked in. Obviously, we saw as it panned out that um, Cody and Woman were waiting there the whole time <laughs> for Jessica and Woman to check in, but... It could have played out where, you know, we had Cody's Cody and Woman, um, Lucas and Connor, and, you know, Twin and Yale check in, and they're all waiting for their other racers. It could have played out in a many different ways, and they could have all checked in relatively soon of each other, and they could have left, like, you know, within reason of each I other. Know. Obviously, we saw that the last two teams were able to catch up to so the middle two teams, but it could have... Co- resulted in a lot of different ways i think we just saw one of the more unfortunate
0: ones you mean for the the combos
1: no no for the way that they just happened to check in
0: oh yeah yeah like uh, the, the combinations of who is checking in and when um yeah
1: yeah because it could have played out that they all left within like a minute of each other yeah but we had it where there were there was a little bit of a gap between each chunk
0: here I'm going to sound like the big complainer again. I mean, the detour, yeah, it was okay. The location was cool. Um, the Zimb- or Get Down the Zimbabwe, which is one of the best titles ever for a challenge.
1: Come on, you um, have to love this challenge.
0: Yeah, no, this one was fun. But I think the problem was I was just so done with the episode at this point. And again, because the previous one ended even before that halfway point and we had no end credits, no opening credits, no previously on, no next week on. This episode just had a lot of filler. I I could have done with maybe about three or four minutes less of the singing, but Um, it was fun because nobody was trying to sing. The other thing I thought was funny was that we came off of the amazing race, Canada. And, uh, I, I, you, you could say, Oh, it was because they're in different countries, but like, you don't expect Canadians to be rude. But every time they were in Canada, when they had one of these challenges where you're performing in front of people, there were hecklers that there were a lot (laughs) of heck. There was a lot of heckling in the amazing race, Canada. (laughs) to the point where you knew that the producers paid the people in the audience to boo them and throw garbage and here on us amazing race where americans are typically thought of to be rude you know i don't, you don't want to you know say zimbabwe is or whatever but i would expect that on here and i just i love that these zimbabwe spectators are listening to the worst singing in the world and they're laughing at these people but then they'll give them a standing ovation and meanwhile the producers are trying to be like that's not good enough you know, you, you you need to go back and practice this again. You don't pass go. You don't collect $200. Uh, you don't get to go to the pit stop. Uh, you don't get a wake-up call from Phil. They're holding all these teams back, and yet the audience is like, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that gave me the biggest laugh of the episode.
1: I love this. I was totally jamming out the Zimbabwe. <laughs> you
0: were just jamming the Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love this. I thought it was so fun. And I think it challenged every team. I don't, no one had it really yeah. easy. Like, everyone struggled. Some teams did fewer tries than others. Like, Chris- Christy and Woman spent um, ten, 10 tries or whatever, whereas, like, some of the other teams only, like, 2-3. I think it was definitely a good challenge, and I think it brought the most interesting thing, especially considering all teams were there at the same time.
0: Um, here's another observation I'm going to make about Connor and Alex. Uh, yeah. You notice how most of their <laughs> funniest moments kind of come with the assistance of post-production? Like, there's that instant replay thing, and then today we had the other thing. Like, that's got to be another segment, the post-production play of the week or something like that, because they had that, you know, uh, Alex Rossi's top achievements. Number one, becoming a NASCAR driver or whatever he is, Formula One driver. Number two, winning the Indy 500. Number three, getting down the Zimbabwe or whatever it was. I mean, sad that it didn't have number three on there appearing as a guest on Ben Waterworth's The Brink. Uh, which I'm sure you can download somewhere in Ben Waterworth's archives. But uh, yeah, getting down the to Zimbabwe tops being interviewed by Ben Waterworth. Sorry, Ben.
1: Yeah. Well, I think they're, it's not the production team that are like being like, hey, this would be funny if you said this, wink, wink. It's like they're just saying it and the productions, like, hey, we'll do this graphic here.
0: Yeah, they're good at setting hey, stuff we'll do up this. that up.
1: Yeah, like they like set themselves up for the good jokes that mm-hmm. the production's just coming through, like getting the punchline. Um, can I have one? I have one more soapbox thing to get on. As much as I love them, I was so over them this entire episode.
0: What, Alex and Connor?
1: No, Cody and Jessica.
0: Yeah, because of all the complaining and the
1: they were they were like acting so obnoxious when, like Cody was like, "Oh well, I would. I don't get the logic. Why would the logic?" I was like, are you kidding me? You've come in like the top three several times. And you're confused why they're like U-turning you.
0: Oh, and you (sighs) know what I loved in comparison to that? And and I understand that's the amazing race. It doesn't matter what season you're on. Whoever gets U-turned is always like, what a stupid move. And they're always angry at the other person. The other person is like, well, you were a strong team. And nobody takes this as a compliment. For the first time ever, and I wasn't a fan of Henry and Evan in this episode either. But... For the first time ever, we had a team where they're actually asked point blank. You have Alex and Connor there, and it's like, so why did you U-turn us? And he goes, to be perfectly honest, because you're standing right next to us right now. This is why we U-turned you, which is the best answer ever for why did you U-turn a person? Hey, I U-turned you, and you just barely came in behind me. Where would you have been if I didn't? And then Henry and Evan are like, yeah, well, I guess that proves that we're a strong team, and we need to, you know, watch out. We're going to have a target on us. That's the first time I've ever seen somebody take it, you know, like a grown adult.
1: <laughs> I think my problem was that they were like, oh, what? that was stupid. I was angry. Insert me. They're so obnoxious. They're not team yeah. players, blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, I would have been like mad that like they'd, I would have been like happy that they U-turned me. Obviously not happy. It would have been like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm U-turned. But you know, you should enjoy that like someone considers you a threat. Like, yeah, I was just so annoyed that they were... They had this, like, attitude. But at the like, same time, I mean, be... we've,
0: we've, uh. we've all kind of gotten the vibe that Jessica and Brittany are kind of like oil and water already. <laughs> Even going into this, they weren't really big fans of each other.
1: And then why was she... Well, I don't get why she's like, oh. Like, uh, Cody's like, I don't think she likes you. Well, I don't like her. So, like, <laughs> if if you think someone doesn't like you, you shouldn't be all that shocked that you are U-turned by them. And
0: if, if she didn't like you... If Brittany did not like you, Jessica, and if you didn't like Jessica, uh, or if Jessica didn't like Jessica, if Brittany did not like you, Jessica, I'm speaking to Jessica now. And Jessica, if you did not like Brittany, why did you spend two episodes trying to help her, but also giving her a reason to, you know, uh, completely overreact and uh, accuse you of being a cheater and stuff like that? Like Jessica kind of set herself up for this. A, she was being helpful to a team that she probably shouldn't have been helpful. Don't bother helping Brittany and Lucas. And B, if you are going to help them, don't give them more reason to dislike you. But again, I have no complaint with how anybody's playing this game, just the way that they're complaining about it afterwards.
1: Yes. And Um, they got ice cream.
0: Yes. (laughs) Anything else you want to add on uh, this whole episode?
1: Um, I also thought it was funny that trying to watch Cody, the most like straight narrow like simple like rigid person try to like get down the Zimbabwe (laughs) he's like not moving he's like barely moving his shoulders and he's like not even smiling it's just it was just so funny to see I was like I was like that's a train wreck waiting to happen
0: it's crazy to think that we only have two episodes left even though there's four legs I mean this whole season is over and done with in less than two months we said that at the beginning of the season Um, but next week is gonna be the second last episode and we still have like how many teams are left now five
1: Five.
0: so five teams left we know that there's gonna be at least one non elimination in there probably in this next episode so my guess is the next episode starts with a non elimination they eliminate the fifth place one at the end of that uh, final episode has a final four where we get the fourth place one eliminated in the first week and then we get the final three for the final episode would you agree with that
1: Unless they decide to bring back the Final Four twist.
0: Yeah, let's hope not. And, and that would just drag the season out even more. Um, okay, I'm but dig... if it saved
1: Jessica and Cody, you'd been like, oh, thankfully this twist was here.
0: That's the funny thing. Is the two teams who hate each other are the two teams that I don't want to get rid of. Like, I need this season to come down to Cody and Jessica with What if they're
1: Brittany eliminated Lutz. next? The next two teams eliminated are those two.
0: I thought about that today when it looked like Cody and Jessica were going to be going home. I'm like... You know, I just sat through one of the most frustrating episodes ever of The Amazing Race. If Cody and Jessica are gone, Rossi, you may have to record this next week with Jared. Because um, <laughs> I don't know if I could bring hey. myself to the end. And yet, the funny thing is, if I, we talked about this last week. If I were to take Cody and Jessica or Lucas and Brittany and put them in any other season, I probably wouldn't even give them a second look. Like, well, I'd give the second look, at least one of them. Uh, but I would not be, uh, you know... calling oh, married. Uh, uh, have you met Jamie? Have you heard her? <laughs> she had her own uh, drooling over shirtless men segment on our Best of episode. And I cut at least a dozen comments out of that.
1: I think you need to have a partner swap.
0: <laughs> we need a partner swap here. Uh, I'll take Jessica. and
1: Well, Jamie Jamie's just going to insist she
0: gets Henry, Henry Cavill. Uh, it doesn't matter what I offer her. Um, funny thing is uh, Jamie sent me something. I'm just going to read it to you. This to is Jamie is currently putting Casper for a nap um, because he's getting noisy, which is why we're not going to cover all the teams here. Uh, but just to give you an idea uh, about Jamie, for anybody who hasn't listened to her, she sent me something this morning. It, uh, is your birth month will reveal your Valentine this year. So it's got 12 celebrities and you match up the month. Um, so Rossi, tell me what your month is. What month were you born? August. You're in August. Your Valentine is Lapita Nuango. Ooh. Um, I'm born in March. My Valentine is Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman, Ooh. so lucky me. Um, whoever's born in February gets Donald Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Jamie sent this, and 90% of the women out there would be happy if they were born in April and they got Brad Pitt. Um, Jamie looked at this, sent it to me and said, um, I think I was born in May. The reason? Because Henry Cavill is for the month of May. So no matter what partner you offer, Jamie, she's going to want Henry Cavill instead. What did
1: she actually get?
0: She got Brad Pitt in April. Oh. <laughs> and she wasn't happy enough with Brad Pitt. So she's like, no, I'm born in May now, Henry Cavill. Um, but I get Wonder Woman, so maybe she can get Superman. Anyways, enough with partner swapping here with the Hildings. Uh, let's go through some final segments here. I need it's like to wife do-
1: swap, but partner swap.
0: <laughs> partner swap. Um, we need to do like a wife swap version of The Amazing Race. That's the only twist they have not tried yet to keep interest up in the amazing race Uh, I'm going to dig something out here while I'm doing that Uh, Rossi do you have the Kristen tweet of the week
1: I do and it's a nice simple short one as always Kristen is on Twitter at K-R-I-S-T-A-N-X M-A-R-I-E and the tweet of the week is hashtag ocean spray hashtag amazing race
0: (laughs) that's it (laughs) yep Okay, I I, I love that. Uh, Ocean Spray has officially become a thing. (laughs) And that's what we refer to them as for the rest of the season. Uh, I forgot what our predictions were of who's going to say the quote here, but let's try it again for the final episode here, or not the final one.
1: Penultimate.
0: The penultimate episode of Amazing Race Season 30. The first rule of Amazing Race Club. This has been spoiled, by the way. I'm <laughs> looking at Wikipedia. I, okay, well, I don't, they I have already not, I have the quote up there. Maybe it's I in the preview. Looked. Okay. What's your guess? Um, so my
1: guess, and uh, don't guess, please. Don't okay. ruin it by being like,
0: oh, I think it's just a
1: fuck. I'm going to go with Connor.
0: Okay. Uh well I'm just gonna say it now, you're right, because that's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, yes. My guess is it's in the preview for next week that I did not have the patience to sit throughout. I didn't the watch episode. it
1: either. So, yeah. so I, I did not no spoilers. I didn't points. know anything.
0: Yeah, points for Rossi. Uh our eliminated team this week, uh we'll memorialize them here, but let's just look at where we had them in our rankings. Uh the twins, <laughs> Henry and Evan. <laughs> Um, Vank came in Ashton. six Ashton Vank and Ashton Henry and Evan they are anybody but Eric and Daniel uh, maybe more forgettable than Kelsey and Joey I remember I struggled for a second but I remembered the name probably because I said it about 20 minutes ago maybe more forgettable than Kelsey and Joey I would say not more memorable more forgettable 6th uh, place uh, Rossi do you remember where you ranked them? Eight. you did you had them in 8th place and I had them uh, in 8th place so it's another tie uh, this is I'm all losing. Gonna be, it's all going to come down to the, the final two episodes here. <laughs> uh, do you have
1: anyone? What do you have left in the race? That's left in your predictions.
0: Okay, so we're looking at the top five teams, and you want to know who in the top five I still predicted. Yeah, that would okay. still be around. My top three are all still in there. Um, <sighs> I have. I had Alex and Connor in third. Christy and Jen in second. That's woman and woman, by the way. <laughs> and I had Lucas and Brittany number one. Um, you have uh, Alex and Connor you had at number four, Cody and Jessica number three, and Christy and Jen number two. So we both have three left in there. Mine's the top three, and yours is four, three, and two. You have no shot at getting number one because you had Trevor and Chris in there.
1: Yeah. And Henry and Evan is my first eliminated.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I had Desi and Kayla as my number four.
1: <laughs> That's it turned out well for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so we're going into one last episode. We have one. We did the last quote. We did the predict the team. All right, let's. So let's uh, put this team to rest, <laughs> long last. The twins, so much Oof. potential. We exactly. I, I feel like even the, the the preview that we did, we were like, yeah. I feel like these guys should be more interesting. They're twins. They're firefighters, and there's just there's nothing there. Um, anything you want to add on Eric and Daniel?
1: They had a good. Leg before this episode. One where they showed personality. In the and the one with the Did the they? the lecture hall and that that episode oh, yeah. when they were they were being strategic and everything. I think that, yeah, that they had smart. a really good leg then. Mm-hmm. But after that, that was pretty much it. the The Amazing Race production staff forgot they were there.
0: <laughs> forgot their names.
1: Yeah, I don't have much to say. They were fine. They weren't a bad team. They were just so neutral that it was hard to get a read on them. They weren't really shown. Didn't dislike them, but I didn't really have much to say in their favor.
0: I'm going through both their bios and I can't find anything interesting. I'll mention the the, the two interesting facts here. uh, And then I'll I'll mention one fun fact about them. And then I'll give you the two most interesting facts about each of them. So the fun fact comes from Daniel. You know him because he's the one who is not Henry or Evan. Uh describe or Eric, you, or Eric. Um, <laughs> Daniel is not Eric, yes. Uh, but here we go the interesting facts about Eric and Daniel. Eric is thirty three years old. His occupation Ooh. is a firefighter slash paramedic at Gonzalez Fire Department. Daniel is thirty three years old. His occupation is a firefighter slash paramedic in Gonzala
1: that's crazy they're the same age isn't that wild
0: almost like they're the same person same age same job same lack of personality um we're so sorry eric and daniel that (laughs) we've been so cruel to you on this race
1: the show has been too so
0: yeah exactly um we're so sorry henry and evan that uh we've treated you this way Okay, let's just get this over with, because I think everybody knows uh, where I'm going with the rating on this, but Rossi, do you want to buy this episode, rent it, or bin it? Okay,
1: so for the ratings this week, as much as I loved Rockin' the Zimbabwe, I'm going to have to rent it just because the first one was such a drag, first part of the episode was such a drag, but the whole thing on itself wasn't that bad, and I enjoyed it, but not enough to want to rewatch it or, and buy it. So I'm going to go with Rent for that.
0: I'm definitely bidding this episode. Uh, I think it was the worst episode of the season, whether it was the first half or the second half, simply because it was affected by the first half. I didn't like it at all. Um, Just going through our rankings for the season here, interestingly enough, uh, Rossi, you have rented every single episode this entire season. Uh, Meanwhile, I have bought one episode, believe it or not, even though I've been way more negative on the season. Uh, So far, I... Binned episode 1, binned episode 2, bought episode 3, rented 4, rented 5, and now I've binned 6. You've rented all 6, so there's just a statistic to throw out there on uh, how we're judging this season so far. But this one, hands down, bin it. Forget it, let's just wrap it up here. (laughs) We'll be back next week for the second to last episode. Before we get there, Star Trek Discovery will be coming this week with the second to last episode. RuPaul's Drag Race coming later this week with the third episode um, which Jamie may join us on and then Nip Tuck lost all those things movies finished our Olympic recast you can listen recaps with Eddie the Eagle last week you can listen to all of our Olympic coverage over on our uh, sister show off the podium uh, hosted by Ben myself and Jared uh, if all of you remember Jared and we're hoping to get Jared back here next week we were supposed to do it this week but then I realized it was a double episode and I didn't allow myself enough time to watch it beforehand So, Jared, uh, if you listen to our old Amazing Race Oz show, uh, then you're going to be a fan of Jared. And Jared's hopefully going to be back uh, next week. We'll have him back by the end of the season one way or the other. But in the meantime, listen to him along with me and Ben on Off the Podium. I'm plugging Off the Podium more than the Oz Network. Make sure to subscribe to the Oz Network on iTunes. You're probably listening to this episode because you already subscribed to us on iTunes. Then just subscribe to us on Stitcher as well just so that we get more subscribers. Um, That's it for this week. My name is Colin, and let's just go with it. I get down the Zimbabwe.
1: And my name is Rossi, and can I punch Colin in the face or no?
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.